Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 28th episode of The Soccer Scene with myself, Adrian Finnan, and joined once again by the ever-reliable Noel O'Connor as we dissect all things 3D United heading into another big week for uh, the limerick Bay side. Noel, we have to start on uh, a poor outing, I suppose, for 3D, it's fair to say. Losing 2-0 to bottom of the league at Lone Town at Lone, grabbed their, only their third victory of the season. You know, it's a lot of discussion about that game, obviously, afterwards, because just a week previously, 3D United had beaten Cork City top of the table. Then you go one week later, typical of the psychology of football, I suppose, one week later you lose to Atlone Town, the bottom place team. Do you, What would you put it down to, Noel? Would you put it down to, you know, complacency on the part of 3D United? Or would you say it was just a really flat performance on the night? Yeah, look, I wouldn't really put it down to, to complacency. And look, and it is difficult, you know, when you do play. Logic tells you if you go away and beat the league leaders away from home, you know, then you're going to beat the, the team that's at the bottom. But obviously, if it was all as simple as that. It would be very easy to work out who'd win games. And, you know, I wouldn't really put it down to complacency. I thought it was a very on-treaty-like uh, performance. Some characteristics that, that we hadn't seen before. They kind of moved away from, you know, the staple diet of, you know, sitting in and playing it nice and tight and being and being patient and waiting for a chance, whether it be a set piece or or a breakaway. And that I just felt the the first 20, 25 minutes of the game was as open as I've seen Treaty play in terms of it seemed that Treaty were attacking and when their attack broke down straight away at Lone were on the attack and vice versa and vice versa. So it was a it was a strange one. From that point of view, um, some really uncharacteristic errors in terms of guys being caught in possession and maybe not making the right decisions on the ball in terms of their passing and, you know, giving the ball away very cheaply. And, uh, you know, I suppose the most disappointing thing was the, was the lack of reaction. Look, we've seen it, you know, teams going a goal or maybe two goals down. And I would reference Wexford the week before because... They were in a uh, similar position after beating Sligo Rovers in the Cup after extra time. And they came home from that. And, you know, they've coved them the following week. And they're a goal down and get it back to one all. And 2-1 down and get back to two all. But they certainly made a bit of a fight at the end. That's was the most disappointing thing on the treaty side was that they never really made any kind of an effort to uh, to get back into the game. While that lone keeper, I think he played very well. He, he didn't have a whole lot of what I call, you know, good saves to make in the game. And that's probably the most disappointing thing for, for Treaty. Yeah, certainly. And I know that the manager, Tommy Barrett, was in no mood to make any excuses for his side on the night. And he did say that they didn't do the basics well, effectively, from, from start to finish. That was evident, Noel, with the concession and the manner of the concession of the two goals for Treaty, obviously. Another, you know, couple of uncharacteristic mistakes from the likes of, of Mark Walsh and Sean Gearns for the first goal, a bit of hesitancy and then losing the ball in a, in a tough position. And then obviously a breakaway goal for Athlone, which you said was, was uncharacteristic for, of Treaty as well. So that was it was evident, I suppose, that the, the basics were what caught Treaty on the night. Yeah, and, and kind of a a kind of a warning sign always, I think, for Treaty is, is, is when their full-backs or either one of the full-backs is under pressure. And I thought that... It was an uncomfortable night for, for Ben O'Reardon right back. Um, our Ukrainian player with that loan, I thought he gave him a target time. And, you know, in general, things are going well for Treaty when, when their fullbacks have time on the ball. That, you know, that, that they can play those long passes, if you like, or play the ball into the space behind the opposition. And when that's not happening, you know, they, they generally seem to misfire. I thought 
Tommy missed a trick and not starting Dean George and um and the current up front. Um with the amount of goals that they've scored this this season playing the bottom club, particularly as the you know, well, particularly Ender didn't get much of a run out against Cork, which I thought was the right decision. We spoke about that and said, you know, a team under the cosh are playing away from home against the league leaders when they want to sit deep. Success is, is the ideal guy, but I thought this game was going to be different. And the fact that both of them have scored, you know, a, a, a very, both of them have a really good return this year in terms of goals. I thought possibly to start them up front, you know, and put the at lone defence under pressure and not give them hope. We often say that a team that's, that has only two wins in the season, you know, you don't want to give them a foothold in the game. You don't want to give them hope. And like I thought the way the first 20 minutes went, gave them that hope and they kind of grew into the game for want of a better word. And, uh, you know, it's it's horses for courses. And uh, seeing Dean George out on the left, I wasn't quite sure what was the the thinking behind that. And when you have two lads who've got maybe 20 goals between them, I'd certainly be playing them together up top against uh, the, the team that's at the bottom of, 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 of the league. If I was to look, I suppose, at the, the motivation for, for Tommy to, for picking success and all, I suppose maybe it's because he was playing against his former club and, and the motivation that that might bring, you know, if you were looking at it from that point of view. But they did look, maybe particularly in the first half, it did look like three, he were maybe over-reliant on trying to play the channel ball and trying to play the ball over the top at success. I know at Lohm were trying a similar thing with Thomas Alua as well, but they did keep it. Tommy did say, Noel, that, you know, on an AstroTurf pitch, his side probably shouldn't have been looking for the channel ball as much. They should have been trying to keep possession more. I suppose maybe look to bring the likes of Willie Armshaw and, and Dean George into the game on, on the floor a bit more and, and take on the full backs. But I suppose it didn't happen on the night. Do you think that maybe a more possession-based or patient approach was, was the way to go on the AstroTurf pitch in that long? Yeah, I think it's possible. And it kind of comes back to the point we've made already. Like, if you are playing success up front, well, then you are looking for the channel ball, aren't you? So, and as regards him playing against his former club, I think Enda Curran and, and Dean George were in the same the same situation if they were playing. So yeah, I'm losing my marbles. There's too many artistic league players moving around. <laughs> look, in fairness, um, I think he's right. I think, look, they had an off night. As I said, you just felt, you know, even with 20 minutes to go, if they could got a goal even with, with 10 minutes to go or five minutes to go, particularly if there was five minutes of injury time, you know, that they might have nicked a point. But as I said, the disappointing thing was that, you know, things didn't really change much for them. I think It actually reminded me of Cork the previous week where they just couldn't seem to get a grip of the game against Treaty and it was a total role reversal. And look, it was disappointing. It, like, it would have been a huge three points. It would have put them seven points clear of... of I was Wexford with, you know, how many games to go and could certainly have made it very difficult for Wexford. Um, as it turned out, the the results didn't go too bad for them in terms of Wexford only are losing one ill to alone, but still it's four points and with Wexford to come to the Marcus field, you know, you don't really want that game to be live on that last day if 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 Wexford have a chance to nick that last final uh, playoff place and certainly the three points on Friday night would have extinguished that chance with the way the results went. But at the moment, it's still probably very much to play for in, in the next few games. Yeah, certainly. And there is six games to go. Four points in it, as you said, Noel. Wexford did lose to Longford. Looking at it now, Noel, you know, obviously before the game, people were saying, you know, it, it could go either way. If Longford lost the game, it would bring it back to a three-horse race again between Wexford, 3D and Longford to a degree. Now looking at it, 
looks like the top four is definitely set now at, at this stage. It's it's a straight shootout between Treaty and Wexford. As you said, though, Wexford in the psychology of it will just be looking, maybe even in the last three games, to still just be four points behind and then try and, and nick something that way. Treaty will feel like if they'd even got a point against that loan, it would have been it would have been really important for them. I suppose, look, the only thing is, Noel, as you said and as you alluded to, it's not, you know, all doom and gloom for Treaty now because they still have that cushion and, it, and it's up to themselves now to maintain that for the last six-game push. Yeah, absolutely. If if you ask if you ask Wexford to swap places with them today, they certainly would. You know, they're still four points clear, but we spoke about that momentum and arriving into that last game. And you know, if if there will be a bit of pressure on Treaty if it does come down to that that last game, and if you know if they're a point ahead maybe of Wexford at that stage, and a draw will do them, but a win will will put Wexford through. It certainly will make it interesting. But um, look, they'll be disappointed. It's gone. It's done and dusted. They can't really change it now. Only hopefully they'll learn from it. They'd probably prefer a, a league game again this week. But as it is, they um they have the next round of, of the FEI Cup. Yeah, perfectly brings us to the next round. Last 16 of the Cup, FEI Cup, Noel. Maynooth University Town. The game will be played in the AstroTurf pitch in John Hyland Park in Baldonnell. I know that's probably not music to Tommy Barrett's ears considering the two performances three they have put in against that loan on an AstroTurf surface uh, this year, to be fair. He did say they're going to have to be much better on the AstroTurf surface this this Saturday. And I know when we were discussing 3D against Usher and all, you did say that it was very important for 3D that they had the home tie on a Friday night because if they had a game on a Saturday evening or a Sunday afternoon with the home crowd, it made make things much harder. Um, it's all set up now for 5.30 on a Saturday night. Maynooth beat Cove Ramblers, knocked them out of the cup, got to the quarterfinal last year, same round this year. Unfortunately, the Omens, you'd say, maybe are, are set up for a joint killing, but let's let's hope the Treaty United won't, won't be suckered into that. Well, I suppose, in fairness, uh, joint killing doesn't happen that often, and they've certainly been forewarned about that. And uh, look, they will have learned their lessons as well from, from last week, and I suppose it'll be interesting to see if, if Tommy does go with Dean George and, and the current up front. I think, I think it probably would be a good idea. I mean, at the end of the day, they've got a lot of goals against, you know, superior opposition to... Maynooth, um, I think they'll be stronger than Usher and the fact that they're at home as well. And there'll be a bit of League of Ireland pedigree behind them in terms of the people that, that are involved. They'll probably have their homework done and it'll be a big game for them. I think they've actually played a match last week and probably their their fitness not might be further down the road than, than Usher will be. It certainly will be a tricky game, but certainly a winnable game for for Treaty. And what a carrot for them, like, you know, to have a game like that to get into the last eight of, of, of the FEI Cup. And if they do win on, on, on Saturday night, I think everything will be rosy in, in the garden again in terms of looking forward to the next game against Cove, you know, having that four-point point cushion against Wexford and being in the last day of the FBI Cup as well. Yeah, absolutely. It is of vital importance, Noel, it's fair to say. Before the loan game, obviously, we did read, obviously, they lost, had lose, lost to Waterford, but they had four wins other than that as well. They were in good form, Treaty. Going into a cup game like this, Noel, where you know your priority is to get to the quarter final, you know, obviously avoid maybe an upset with Maynooth being really up for the game. Would you go? I know you've talked about going with Dean George and the current who would be experienced players, but are you trying to pack that team if you're Tommy Barrett with experienced players that you know are going to be ready for this? I mean, would you toy with the idea of playing the likes of Colin Connery and Martin Coughlin, or would they be better off coming from the bench in a game like this? Listen, this is a big game, I think. You know, it's very important game and I think yeah, I like even in terms of getting back on the horse if you like with that winning run um, 
and I think the fact that you know if they had a game on Tuesday night or Monday night after it, I, I would maybe have a look at changes. But I think look, guys can play matches certainly every week. There isn't a huge amount of matches to go, and uh, I think when they put the best eleven on the pitch, they're certainly a match for for most teams. And uh, you certainly again going back to that loan game about giving the opposition hope. I'd be putting my strongest eleven out, and I'd be trying to get an early goal in that game and try and just take a bit of wind um, out of their sails. Absolutely, and it can't be understated, no, the importance of a quarter-final. Me and you have discussed at length, maybe before the Usher game, the fact that the Limerick Senior Soccer has been starved of, of success in the Cup and only got to the latter stages excuse me, in a couple of occasions in the semi-final and maybe only four or five times in, in a quarter-final in, in a 25-26 year period. So it's hugely important. And as you said, going in, it'll also probably help the, in terms of the league campaign because confidence will be up. You know, you'd imagine imagine you had a, a quarter-final against a big side, which chances are it will be, likes of a, a Dundalk or Shamrock Rovers, if you manage to get through. Absolutely, yeah. And if it's not on for a few weeks, well, fellas will be bursting to be picked for that match and they'll, you know, they'll certainly be putting it in even more so in training and mad to get on the pitch and give a, a really good performance. It's It certainly helps, there's no doubt about it. It lifts all, all the club as well. It will increase the club profile across the country. As you say, particularly if 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 it's a big draw, you know. So look, it's it's a big game for him, and uh, I'm sure Tommy will treat it with the respect it deserves, and certainly put his best eleven on on the pitch on Saturday evening.